You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. All magic comes with a price. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to a special Once Upon a Time official convention edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Sunday, October 29th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. Tonight, we are doing something very different. We are delivering directly to you audio recorded at Creation Entertainment's Once Upon a Time Official Convention 2017 in Whippany, New Jersey. Please welcome my co-host, Jenna Pace. Hi, everybody. Now it's time for our third panel in this series of podcasts focusing on the Once Upon a Time Official Convention 2017. Jenna, what's our third panel? Our third panel is a Q&A with Michael Coleman, who played Happy. Uh, this was a very fun, energetic panel, and it was just really enjoyable to be there. Awesome. So before we start our special Once Upon a Time official convention edition, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. Poppychularadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Radio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. So just whatever, Lana. Uh, yes. 
position, and I know that acting is also a very difficult business to get into. Yeah. So I was wondering if you had any advice for someone who was trying to get into that field. Yeah, like I, I would say this. I'd say anybody who's fortunate enough to work in any form of the arts, um, you should. I think it's 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 hard, but it's not as hard as everybody says it is. There's a lot of us who do it. You're gonna meet a whole bunch of us who are up on stage. We didn't win a lottery. We just worked really smart, and we worked really hard, and we work every day. And we work every day right now. So if this is something you want to do, if you want to be a painter, a writer, a musician, an actor, like the reality is, is you guys are all sold a false bill of goods. You're sold that it's not a real thing. Where I'm from in Vancouver is a $2.6 billion industry. Uh, like I always love, like my wife's family is always like, what's your backup plan? I'm like, I make more money than the six of you combined. What's your backup plan? <laughs> you know, so it's like, my advice to you is, my advice is don't let, don't let other people's fears or other people's uh, perceptions of the industry deter you. Most of my friends, I have, um, I have so many friends that Facebook won't let me have any more friends. I don't know why we let Mark Zuckerberg determine how many friends I have, but apparently he gets to do that. And uh, there's a good chunk of my friends where how do they make their money for their house and their food and their art? With their art, with their music, with their acting, with their painting, with their writing. So my advice is work smart, not just hard. And I would say if you're going to train, train under people who do what you did. Like when I was, I, I own a couple acting schools back in Vancouver and a casting studio and a whole bunch of fun things. So I have other forms of revenue. Um, but one of the things I did is I actually went to university for acting when I graduated. And uh, three months into university, my acting teachers, who were actors who had never per tried professionally, they only went through academics, they told me, just you know, you should never expect to make a living at acting. And then I said, well, um, maybe you shouldn't expect to make a living, but you've seen my work. I'm really good. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that relationship didn't go very well. Uh, and, and I left that university. And then when I left that university, I went and I found a bunch of professional actors, and I said, look, I was gonna pay money to go to a university. Can I just pay you guys to teach me to do what you do? You guys all make a living at acting. I wanna make a living at acting, and that's, and, then, and most of them didn't take my money. Like one of my favorite stories is uh, I had a really great night when I was 16, I was in the 11th grade, and uh, I used to sneak in the back of comedy clubs and do stand-up. I'm, I'm a terrible stand-up, by the way. I am really the worst in the world. Uh, but I used to, at 16, think I'm hilarious. And, uh, one night I came backstage and Robin Williams was in the, in the backstage and uh, often Robin Williams would go out on stage and, and, uh, and perform, but he didn't that night. He was filming Jumanji and he just wanted to hang around with stand-up comics, so he let me bend his ear for like three hours. And, uh, and, but that's the kind of stuff you're going to find with most of us that work professionally. Like, he didn't have to. His, his one piece of advice was, don't work for Disney, and of course I in my defense, Robin went back and worked for Disney as well, so uh, I think we're even, we're okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're gonna find that, my, my advice is to find mentors who do what you do and learn from them, because honestly, this isn't, this isn't a, a, a pipe dream, this isn't a, it, it's hard, it's hard, but all jobs are hard, and people will say, well, what if you wanna be a musician? What if nobody wants to hire you? Or what if you're a dentist and nobody wants to hire you? No, there's no guarantee people have to go to your dentist office or your landscaping business. Work hard, work smart. Does that make sense? Yeah, set your own value. If you don't set your value, somebody else will set it for you and they will always set it too low, okay? All right, you're welcome.
I'm gonna stand because I'm not. Oh, sorry. Hi, how are you? Great. I, I wasn't talking to the water bottle. I meant you. I looked at the water bottle, but I meant you. Thank you. Fantastic. So, over the past few conventions, you've introduced the happy little photographs where you dress up as the evil queen, as we saw earlier, Snow White, yeah. Emma, Hook. What what helped you come up with that idea? It's two reasons. Uh, the first reason is I knew it would make my friends in the cast uncomfortable. <laughs> and, I'm kind of one of the guys in the show that likes to make people feel uncomfortable. So I knew, like, especially Colin. Colin O'Donoghue is one of my best friends in the world. And I knew when I dressed up like him and was clearly better looking, <laughs> it was gonna just drive him nuts. Uh, but that was one of them. One of them was that. And it's, uh, I love it. Uh, actually, there's three, three reasons. One of them is I actually really like wearing dresses. They are so comfortable. <laughs> They're so free, like these pants, I've got like, why is this here? And it's like, I wear these tights and the dress, and I'm just so free, I want to dance, I want to shake my hips, I love it. So that's number two. And then number three is, the weird thing is I've been doing, like before I got into um, primarily working on camera, I did a lot of uh, animation. So like I'm one of the X-Men, I did Dragon Ball Z, you know, Yasha, Hello Kitty, like a whole bunch of crazy things. So I've been doing these fan conventions, but as a whole different person that nobody knew. And uh, and everybody used to dress like our characters all the time, and I've never dressed like anybody. And then, but I have such a strong connection to this fan base that I thought it'd be kind of fun to just, you know, kind of embrace the we are all oncers thing. And yeah, why not? It's fun. And I mean, I look really good in Emma's jacket, so I'm like, oh, it'd be a crime not to wear it. So, yeah, great question. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. So, I was just wondering, what's your favorite part of Happy's outfit? Of Happy's outfit? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. So, I have a couple different outfits. Um, I really like the black one we did when we were evil in season five, because when you don't wear all of it, we all kind of look like the Dread Pirate Roberts from The Princess Bride. So, like, when we all put on, like, of our outfits, we're like, this is so cool, and they're like, no, 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 there's the more, there's more, and we're like, no, 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 we look like Princess Bride, let's just do this, uh, and they wouldn't let us do that, but I did like that, that was really fun, I like the black outfit, um, my original outfit that I wear, like my uh, khaki one is actually a lady's dress, and I have about 75 layers, it takes forever, and the wardrobe's always very flattering with how skinny they think I am, so it's <laughs> It takes you like 400 hours to put it on, and if I have to go pee, well, it's just, I better wear a diaper. I'm not getting out of that. <laughs> so, it's probably my least favorite is my, my traditional khaki one with the scarf and the 400 armbands and all that. I like my blue, my blue jacket's fun because I always fight in that one. That's a cool one. And then my, my favorite is actually, my favorite is this. My favorite is when I'm in Storybook. Because when I'm in Storybrooke, the way that they um, make Happy's clothes is whatever Josh Dallas didn't want to wear the year before, uh, they give to me. So it's like he's my big brother, and I get his hand out. So if Josh didn't wear it, they'd like take it in a little bit, and it's like I got the Happy. So, and Prince Charming always had really cool stuff, so I get to wear Prince Charming's hand out. <laughs> Which isn't so bad, that's kind of cool. How's it going? Thank you for being here. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, I want to know why is Happy the dwarf that Emma despises? <laughs> <laughs> That's complicated. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, most 
people that have met me find me quite engaging. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I'm going to say, I don't know definitively. I'm just going to assume that the, um, uh, this is, uh, the, writers, uh, the writers just needed somebody and they arbitrarily chose me. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't, I'm not, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I think it was just a random choice, and um, yeah, I think maybe they thought it would be funny that she hates the happiest dwarf, that's a good answer. <laughs> I am so going to get fired. <laughs> Did you get me fired? Damn it. Okay, good question though, it's a good question. Normally I'm better than this. <laughs> All right, you got me. You are winning this panel. <laughs> Most people really like me. <laughs> A lot of people. Uh, <laughs> any other questions? Or should we just let that one go? <laughs> oh, we had somebody. Oh, there you are. Oh, God bless you. Look at you. Oh, my buddy. How are you? Thank you, my friend. Uh, where do I have the microphone? Uh, the microphone. Not really, no, no. So it's yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, all in all honesty, though, like 
it was such an honor to have Lee Ehrenberg be the head of the dwarves. And his resume is so massive, and he's such a like he's exactly what you want a star to be. And he was he's so gracious. He's he's not above or below us. He's just one of us. So nobody ever complains that Lee gets the bulk of the of the work. We love Lee. He's our leader, so we love him. But yes, I would love to know my backstory. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, everybody came to this side. Hi. Uh, it's so funny you say that. Uh, I kind of think I know how to dab, and I don't think I'm not in that. So I have season tickets to uh, to the Vancouver Canucks. It's my hockey team back home, and whenever kids are on the um, jumbo screen, uh, they always do this thing where they go. <laughs> and I'm told they were dabbing. I didn't know that was forever. <laughs> You're a camera. Why are you? Is there more to it than that? That's a dab? So that was my dab. <laughs> I don't even know what my generation had as a dab. No, I don't know. Hi. Hi, um, if you got to direct an episode, what would you Oh, you can't use a pretend to? accent. Use your real voice. <laughs> I just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If I got to get, if I got the cast to do an episode, which one would I want them to do? If I could create my own episode, oh, that'd be yeah, um, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, I think if I got to, I would love to have seen more of like the interaction in the community. Like I would have loved to see us have like a Sadie Hawkins dance or something like that. Like, I think it would be really funny to see all of us just like at a at a, at a random party because we always party to grannies, but it's not big enough for the whole town. If I got to pick an episode, I would like to do that, and I would love for, uh, yeah, like I would love for the Seven Dwarfs to be like a boy band, and we perform, <laughs> and that'd be so cool. That's the episode I would do, yeah. And, and Captain Hook would be our piano player. <laughs> but he'd only play like half the song because it's like, <laughs> it'd be like chopsticks, but only half of it. <laughs> yeah. If I had to be another dwarf, who would I play? Uh, well, I played Grumpy because he gets to do so much, and then you got to have a girlfriend, so that's pretty cool. Um, I uh, no, uh, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be any other dwarf. I love being happy. Happy has great puns. He's fun. Uh, I think uh, uh, I, I, I had a chance to make the most out of everything they've given me so far. I, I honestly love being happy. I think it's so much fun. If anything, I would love to see more of what happy could do. But I could never play anybody else. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't play anybody else. I love it. Yeah. Except for happy with the girlfriend if then. <laughs> Maybe not. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I'm from Maryland. Oh, hey, from Maryland, Massachusetts. How are you? Oh, I mean, so simple. Uh, he would probably uh, hop in the Millennium Falcon, and he would do something, yeah, in a galaxy far, far away, for sure. For sure, he would. Happy would be so excited. That would be so sweet. That's what Happy would do, for sure. Yeah, Ray, Happy, and Chewbacca. That's a great ship. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great question. I love it.
All right, you two, break it up. Hi. Hi. I was just wondering if the conga line that the dwarves did in the wedding episode, did you guys come up with that yourselves, or was that like something choreographed? Um, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Like the truth of the matter is, is that the wedding, um, we all dance for a long time, and um, the dwarves are sometimes hard to wrangle. So uh, we often just do whatever we feel like, and then we get yelled at, and then we do whatever we feel like, and we get yelled at, and then they, and they're like, well, okay, then make it like an official conflict. <laughs> and, uh, so it was a little bit of both. Um, we just have such a good time, and we, were, we have such a fun time together that it's, like, it's kind of criminal that we get to call in a job. So a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, I think they intended for us to do something. But between you and me, we kind of did the conga line on every take. <laughs> and then eventually, guys, can't be a, the whole wedding can't be a conga line. <laughs> but you have to have a wedding. You can't do it during the ceremony. <laughs> oh, on this side. Oh, hey. Hi. Love your course. Thank you. I was just wondering, who do you think Happy's fairy tale girlfriend or boyfriend would be? Mm. Well, the way the little mermaid looks at me, I. <laughs> Know. Go back and watch those six seasons again. I'm pretty sure. not entirely sure. Uh, more realistically, it's Granny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Happy Gran. Uh, I love Beverly Elliott so much. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to sing some love songs to her tomorrow night. I, yeah. I really am, because I love her. She's, like my, she's one of my best friends in the whole world. I love her to bits. If they told me we want you to come back in season seven, and your girlfriend is Granny. Done. You know, hard thing. And we have a thousand kids together, and have a wonderful home, and marriage would be brilliant. I love her. Happy Granny. Hashtag. In Hyperion Heights, that's a good one. I actually thought it'd be kind of fun if he was like a cross-dressing, like uh, like drag queen. Like, cause I do so much of it at these conventions. I think it'd be kind of cool if he like dressed up like female fairy tale princesses and stuff, and he did like went to house parties or did stage shows. Like, if he was like the birdcage but real, I think that'd be so funny. That'd be so great. And again, I told you how much I like dresses, so I'd be in a heartbeat to do that. I think that'd be a great idea, don't you? I think that'd be really great. I did that with like a really weird like rock star, like some sort of acoustic grungy rock star. So, yeah. Oh, and my other question is, how do you know, how do you feel knowing that a lot of people here have like met because of the show and met like close friends? That's actually a great one. You know what's really cool is, yeah, um, often um, like many of us in the cast have discussed this, what's really cool is um, we all grew up with these fairy tales. So for us to get a chance to um, uh, reinvent them or, or represent them or be attached to them in a different way uh, is really cool because we feel just as connected to you as you do to the show and as you do to each other. Like I think it, like this is one of these rare moments in time. Like I've got to do some pretty cool projects. So I was one of the X-Men. I've been uh, Dr. Watson in a Sherlock Holmes thing. Um, so I've, I've got to play some iconic things and some iconic roles. But this one here is so special and so unique. Like we all share these fairy tales, we all share the idea of hope, we all share these things, and, and, and to be honest with you, like, we're all galvanized for the rest of our lives, like, it's very rare that you will ever work on anything that has the potential to have this kind of a lifetime friendship, like, the actors on the show are going to be my best friends till the end of my days, uh, our children are all around the same age, 
Um, we talk to, it's weird, we talk to the fans. I've been on a lot of shows, Supernatural, Smallville. I don't talk to the fans like I talk to them here. Like it's such a different relationship we have with you guys. And uh, I think it's so incredibly special. And the fact that you guys have all, you know, bonded together. And there's so many different things, whether it's uh, the storylines or the ships or whatever it is. Like everything comes back to just a greater community. A stronger sense of uh, understanding, and, and it's a really neat thing to be a part of. Like I'm so humbled to be a part of such an amazing thing. So, yeah, thank you. Hi. Why do you think they didn't use little people as dwarves? It's a good question. You know what? I'm not sure. I'm, you know, there's a, a couple of different reasons, um, and, and it's interesting because uh, we, we, many of us have. I have lots of little people friends that are actors in town, and I, I know these guys. And they're not thrilled that I took their job at all. Um, they're not. Um, you know, Lee's got a bunch as well that he's. You know, uh, I think part of it was also because there was such a. And again, I'm speculating, so again, this is speculation. But I think there was, there's was there been such a concentrated effort to um, do things different. Like, the one who plays the original fairy godmother in, in the first season, uh, Cinderella's fairy godmother, she's, she's a black lady who's a very dear friend of mine. And I, and, and I know they've tried to do certain things in the show to just to make it different, to make it new, to make it to... They've done, they've, they've done their best to, to try to find ways to re-explore ideas, and I know a lot of us would like to see more of it, um, but I know that they've been trying, trying. So I think that was the reason. Yeah, I, I do know that we had to be shorter than five foot six. Five foot six is the tallest you can be. I'm five foot five. There's one dwarf that's arguably taller than five foot six, but he always bends his knees. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> Uh, I played a character named Sunspot, Roberto de Costa. I'm from South America. Thank you. Yeah, it was super fun. I love it. And then I, I got to meet Stan Lee a whole bunch of times because of that and a couple other projects I've worked on for Marvel. So it's been really cool. It's kind of like, again, back to the musical thing. Like, I grew up as a poor kid with a single mom, three younger brothers in you know, a weird suburban neighborhood in Canada. Like, there's no reason for me to have the opportunities I've had, except that I just decided, why not me? That was it, why not me? That's the whole reason I'm here today. I just refuse to let anybody uh, say that you weren't born into this and you can't have it. It's not good enough for me. Hi, um, if Happy could have his own TV show, what would you think like, it would be about? If like, Happy had his own show? I, I would love, honestly, where I think Happy would do great, I think Happy should have like a talk show or a variety show. Like I think like uh, the Tonight Show with Happy would be so wicked. We could do like sketches, and we could do songs, and be fun, and I'll interview people, and do a little magic. I think that'd be wicked, yeah? I think that'd be so cool. I would also like to do like a version of Friends, but with just the seven dwarfs. I think that'd be so cool. I'd be a total Rachel. So true. Because <laughs> Well, while you're thinking and making your way up to the thing, I'm going to sip some water.
We hope you enjoyed this exclusive audio recorded at Creation Entertainment's Once Upon a Time official convention 2017 in Whippany, New Jersey. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Jenna, please wish the listeners a good night. Listeners, have the best evening ever. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday and Wednesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Our Tuesday show is our episode discussion, and our Wednesday show is our special spoiler edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night.